G-I-C... K? <laughs> Should we use K at the end of that word? You know, like to talk about the, the millennia old practices that people do to interact with the, you know, the uh, disincarnate entities and the energetic manifestations. Should we use a K? You know what? I, I, I'm rebelling against the K. I'm not going to use it because it feels like this, these practices bring uh, more truth to our understanding of reality than parlor tricks and, um, you know, like Houdini type magic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd argue that... Um, magic uh the real magic shouldn't shouldn't have to uh justify itself with an an, an additional letter <laughs> we're gonna talk about magic today with our uh guest douglas bachelor uh but just before we start with that i just want to put in a quick word and i I know it's a bit premature. I know I kind of feel bad actually talking about that, but I want to just put in it a quick word for my Patreon that I created, the Patreon page. Um, I'm, I'm building it. I've added, uh, I'm starting to figure out what I want to do on that. Uh, I realized that today's episode is the fifth one uh other than that you know like i've written i've written a book and i i work on other stuff too like all related to spirituality and uh mysticism in many ways um so there's a lot to support in my work and i really need it right now <laughs> even though i've just started the podcast so i understand if uh there's not much on there yet to uh motivate you to support the podcast or my work um but i i kind of really need it right now <laughs> so that's that's all i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say that uh yeah i'm working on figuring out always more stuff to put in the patreon and uh, recently i've started uh, recording videos on sundays uh, just quick recaps of the last week and the uh, uh, just some words about the week then the coming week and it's basically me having my tea my sunday afternoon tea with uh my patrons who are basically non-existent right now. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> All right. So that was, that was weird. I'm going to, I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to leave that in. Uh, okay. Onward to the show. So Hopscotch Chronicles episode five today, we receive to the show. Can, can we say that we receive, we have on the show today, <laughs> The great 
the luminous uh, Douglas Bachelor from the um, uh, What Magic Is This podcast. And yeah, we're going to talk about magic. We're not just, we're not really going to talk about the, the technical stuff. We're going to talk about the um, how magic affects our own reality and what what does it have to do with will and free will and so we're gonna go deep as it seems is it's kind of what this show is about so yeah some comments about the episode i mean douglas is just a super nice guy it's <laughs> really really friendly i got along with him very well i hope it's uh uh, reciprocal. Uh, I, in fact, I, I, I kind of forgot that I was doing an interview. <laughs> so I forgot that I, I wanted to experiment with the tradition with a traditional first question. So I didn't ask him. And I even forgot to, uh, you know, the, tr the, the also traditional, maybe even more traditional for podcasts, um, the question, where can people learn about your work? You know, at the end of the show. Uh, I don't usually ask that question to my friends when I finish uh, talking talking with them. So, yeah, he was just a really friendly guy. And also, while re-listening to the show, I just got that uh, Douglas's birthday is probably this week because I think we recorded last week and he said my birthday is next week. So happy birthday, Douglas. <laughs> Anyways, go check him out. Uh, listen to this really cool interview, really cool discussion. Um, yeah, maybe just a little bio that I wrote <laughs> for him. Uh, here we go. So mostly known for being the creator of the, and the host of the, what magic is this podcast? Douglas Batchelor has been practicing magic for the last 20 years. Although his personal practices are centered in quote, goetic Necromantic negromancy with flourishes of Greco-Egyptian shenanigans. <laughs> His passion and enthusiasm for all things magical are perfectly illustrated by the wide array of topics and guests appearing on his show. And yeah, I will add that Doug is just an all-around cool human being, super generous. And to uh, top it all off, a mystic. <laughs> the kind of people I really like. So yeah, that's it. Onward with the interview. Douglas Bachelor. It is you. It's me. <laughs> Thank here. you so much for uh, for accepting this invitation. I have to let uh, people know that I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be here 
well, on Earth, I would be on Earth, oh, on okay. Earth still, okay. but uh, doing podcast if it wasn't for you. So it oh. all started because you suggested the idea for uh, to me, like I wanted ways to promote my own work. Um, and you said, well, that's usually a good idea to do a couple, a bunch of episodes and, you know, but as I've told you before, and I've told the listeners of this podcast, uh, the three or four of them, um, <laughs> I think I'm going to really enjoy this. And I'm especially happy to have you on today because it's as a, you know, it's a new thing for me and it's, uh, very, um, makes me a bit more secure, you know, talking to someone who's been doing that for so many years. So thank you for being here. Hello, Douglas. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good, man. It's been a, it's been a hell of a time. I, I was a little ill last week. So last week was a bit of a write-off, but uh, I'm good this week and just a ton of, a ton of work to do, but I always have time to talk to, uh, to listeners and to, to people that want me to be on their show. It's, 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 that's when I get to have my fun. Like I, I like recording my shows, but when I, when I'm on other people's shows, it's always a great time. Yeah. I guess it's a different, different vibe. You don't have, uh, well, I don't, you know, talking from my very long experience in podcast, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not from, it's not as uh, stressful being invited as, you know, no. so, but I you used know, to I'm okay. I, I literally yeah. used to like do notes. I, cause when I first started, the first person that had me on their show was, um, uh, Eric Arneson from the Arnomancy podcast. He's doing another podcast called WizBiz now. But man, my first times being on other people's shows, I used to like do notes for nothing. And then I would talk <laughs> to them and none of the things that I wrote for my notes would be like on there. So it was just yeah. like, I was just like, oh, I'm doing this wrong. I should just like go on and just be myself. Cause yeah, so it, it's it, the, talking to other people is like, ah. Oh, this is nice. This is this is nice when I get to just be myself, relax, and and as opposed to like have forty pages of notes before doing an episode and all these questions. So it's it's yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I I enjoy podcasting on both uh, ends of the camera, the microphone, both sides of the microphone. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to go with the metaphor here, and it's it's failing. But no, it's it's great to be here and talking with you, Dominic. All right, fellow Canadian. F yes, absolutely. That's We're right. on almost. Uh, Almost, both yeah. Opposites, but yeah, uh, yeah. still, yeah. I don't have my flag today. It's uh, it's down, but yeah. flags. <laughs> what are they? Right? Yeah, whatever flags. Uh, you know, like what's interesting, aside from the the fact that uh, I'm interest, I'm intervie interviewing the guy who suggested the idea of me doing podcast. Mm. Uh, the other interesting thing is recently. I was, um, let's say, in meditation. Mm -hmm. I'll call it that. And um, yeah, had this, uh, I would say, voice coming in mm. saying, uh, that happens uh, once in a while, and saying, step into your magical self. So for me, having you on today is uh, doubly interesting, you know? And uh, just to tell you where I come from, uh, so when I ask uh, the questions, you know a bit 
about who's asking them. <laughs> uh, for many years, I've been interesting, in, interested in, uh, in magic. Uh, mainly uh, at first through podcast, so including your show and uh, Gordon the White, um, who uh, hosts uh, Rune Soup. So, uh, and I've, 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 I've really tried, you know, like getting into practice and, but with me, like I always get a one step, one step deeper in the, um, the philosophical aspect of what I'm doing. And mm. I, I discovered that uh, by uh, going through your Patreon, the, the, the content on your Patreon, um, I discovered that it, it feels like you're, you're, you're asking those same questions yourself. Um, you know, like it, cause it seems to me that some people practice either magic or manifestation work or some, something like that. And it just seems so easy for them to, uh, to focus on one thing that they want, you know, but for me, I, I don't want to make it too long but for me like i always get to the other step the step further like are you sure this is what you want you know and this has stopped me from doing anything magical in any way you know so i'm super interested in magic and i really want to do some you know yeah yeah and so that's why i'm 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 so happy to talk to you today because I want to I want you to tell me the secrets of manifestation the, the secrets of magic <laughs> so let's hang, let's let's hang on let's hang on the p word then for a little bit so i think for a lot of people when they initially start getting interested in magic and the occult they 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 combine the two and the two have similarities the occult and magic share a lot of similarities but i think for the most part for most people when they come to magic and the occult they have this idea and this is an oversimplification and a lot of times when people in retrospect will will say you know well, that just isn't true because I, my understandings have changed since then. But most people, when they get into magic, they just think that magic and the occult is spicy philosophy. They just think it's like it's like the philosophy that you weren't taught and that's it. Don't worry, your metaphysics can still remain the same. You can still be an ardent materialist and just believe that matter is everything and, and this kind of things. But, but the occult and magic is just merely... The occult is just this set of philosophy that is different, that hasn't been taught in schools. And magic is merely just errant psychology. But every the world is still the same as it is in, in, in the way that it appears to you now. And so when people start out in magic, because my show is mainly for people that are interested and curious about magic, I try to tell them, leave philosophy behind to start out. It's fine. Philosophy is fine. But I also say like to start out, philosophy is not where you want to head to. Where I tell people to head is this, this idea of epistemology. How? How do we arrive at our beliefs? Where do we get our philosophies from? Those things don't come out of a vacuum. Certain societal and cultural uh, conditions create how we understand the world. And so 
at the very beginning, of course, philosophy is, you know, we're, we're all people that are drawn to magic in the occult, yourself, myself, we're seekers, right? And the first place that we're going to go are these like different ideas of philosophy, these philosophical ideas. But as far as doing practical magic, actually just doing things to try and I tell people as a magician, when they ask me, what does a magician do? I just say, I do weird shit in hoping that weird shit happens. <laughs> if you want to do practical magic, I say for the beginning, leave the idea of philosophy behind because you're just going to get tripped up on it for the most part. You can come back and philosophize about as much of it as you want to. But at the beginning, try to look at where you are situated now and how you got to those ideas in the first place. And that is epistemology. So that is a more functional way of looking at magic is, is, is not the, the whole philosophy of how magic is and has been through the last 600 years, but how over the last 3,000 years did we arrive at that set of philosophies in which things like magic in a Western context arose? So yeah, I say, mm -hmm. begin with, Philosophy, interesting, cool. Put it on the back burner for a little bit. Look at epistemology. Look at epistemology. And then maybe once you get a little bit further on, we'll talk about something like uh, eschatology and, and the end of the world and, and death and stuff like that. But <laughs> to begin with, to begin with, mm -hmm. epistemology is, is a far more interesting thing to sit with. As far as practical magic, you could, if, if you, if, and here's the thing, because a lot of people throw this word around armchair magician. I, f I fucking, can I swear? I just did. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> our, our, there's this idea of armchair magicians. They're, they get poo-pooed and they have been poo-pooed for quite some time within magic circles of like people that just like the occult and magic. They buy the books, but they don't do any of the practices and therefore they're less, like, they're less interesting and less cool. Nah. I just say like you're you're an occult philosopher. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with sitting with these really fascinating and cool ideas without ever wanting to do them practically at all. There is nothing wrong with that. But as I've said at least seven times over the last seven minutes, to begin with, if you want to do practical magic, those are the people that I'm talking to mostly through my podcast for the most part. If you want to do practical magic, philosophy, put it on the back burner for a little bit. Come back and revisit it. Look at how you got to where you got to now as to how we understand the world and how materialism became the dominant thought form. Because through 99% of this experiment that we call humanity, we had something called animism, which was the way that we saw the world for the most part. We saw a world emboldened with living things. Everything was alive. And yet this one-tenth of our experience, one-tenth of one percent of this experience that we've had on this planet has been materialism. And that's the right one. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, somehow, well, personally, I can say that uh, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't make sense in my, my, the way that I experience the world, there, there is yeah. just this materialism, it's not that it's, it's not that it, there's something more, it's that there's some, it's, it, the materialism is more metaphysical than we think. It's, it's the way that I, I would put it, I think. Um, but that said, I have to say that to to like for me, uh, I I did have to struggle with the the 
Because now, like this, 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 uh, this phrase that I I heard, uh, step into your magical self, feels right now because I had to struggle with the this idea of will and where does will come from, and it's it's, it's precisely what you're saying, you know, like um, uh, you have to kind of tear apart your beliefs uh, about the world. Specifically, I would say. Um, understand how even beliefs uh, form within oneself, you know, like how, how just witness them take form within our psyches and within our egos, you know? So personally, I had to, to go towards that to, you know, to, to kind of feel ready, maybe a bit more now to do some magical workings, because I wanted to make sure that I was, uh, acting upon a, a kind of a moral ground that I felt good and okay with, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's funny because I, I, I told you uh, before we started recording, and I, I don't know if you knew that already, but I, I, I wrote a book. It's basically on self-knowledge. And there is a chapter on magic, but the chapter is mostly questioning why would you do magic, you know? Leaving mm -hmm. the 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 reader with you know struggling truly struggling with that question you know because there's mm. no i mean if you don't what's the difference in uh you know between i don't know like just enacting uh e e egotistical uh um capitalist ideas uh in the material world through money or through metaphysical means you know like if you don't know where you start from you know like to me it was problematic but i feel in the last year or so i, I found this moral grounding so i'm like okay now and this is something that that comes out of the, your work, I believe, and the vibe that you 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 give through your Patreon and your podcast is, it's it's it seems fun, you know, like this idea of fun. It just seems cool, yeah. you know, like just a cool way, deeper way, mysterious way to engage with the world and uh, the world you live in. So maybe that's why we should do magic but yeah just to 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 wrap it up with the because i was going to to a question uh as i said i'm sorry if i if i ramble <laughs> no um, that's what podcasts are for dude this is like if, if i know if, but if, i mean you're no, here no like uh, <laughs> i want to no, make it man, about I you, like good, you know? i like listening to a good rant as much as the next person <laughs> it's great <laughs> Well, okay, because where I was going with that, and I think you 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 kind of addressed that. No, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, as I said, the 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 I think I said it. Uh, the book that I wrote was is mainly on self knowledge. So, yeah, uh, that's my uh, starting point every time. You know. Right. So I'd like to have your uh, impression of. of how directly uh, magic can be a way of knowing oneself, you know? And I mean, directly, uh, not just because anything, you know, like can be used to know oneself, you know, yeah. but specifically magic. 
So uh, I've got I've got opinions on this. Then they're somewhat controversial, and, and people who are more versed in um, what we like to call like contemporary, what passes itself off as contemporary occult ideas, um, think that this idea is is complete bullshit. But it I, I in my life I've, I've seen it to be true. Um, for a lot of, again, a lot of people when they first come into looking at magic and the occult. Um, they don't know the difference between the two of them. They think that they're the same thing for the most part, and but they share attributes. So uh, sorry if I'm repeating myself, but they think that the point of magic, a lot of times people will think that the point of magic is to get to know yourself better, to get to, 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 get to that point of self-actualization and knowledge and or to meet this spirit called the Holy Guardian Angel that will show you everything. It'll be like this guide for you um, for... for for everything, and it was really big in in Thelema, which is this magical uh, belief system and philosophy developed by Aleister Crowley, who's kind of like the big occult figure over the last 150 years. Um, I think for myself, again, <laughs> the people that I'm talking to are mainly beginners. I say, just do the magic, do the magic, and just and and tinker around because. You will eventually learn more about yourself that way than if you have that as the sole ambition of what you were doing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I think that most of my growth, as far as magically, came out of of experimentation with certain kinds of magic and experimentation with like things that seemed kind of like scary, like things things like um, evoking what would be called by anybody else demons. Right? Like, what do demons have to tell me about self-actualization? Well, to begin with, nothing. But with through going through that process, and it is a it is a whole process. It's not just like a phone book where I like, oh, here we go, dialing this up. It's a whole process that you have to get get through. And it's got there was mistakes and there was things that were weird and there was things that were funny and scary. And so I think that that showed me more about myself than having that sole ambition of trying to do a magical operation to get to know myself a little bit more. And so for for people starting out, I think that there's this urge to want to get to know you because a lot of people come to magic because they feel out of place within this world, right? They, they, we feel that the systems that we have surrounded ourselves at best are hypocritical and crumbling. And so we look to errant forms of understanding and being and sitting with the world. And a lot of people discover magic in the occult. And so, but what they take with them this, this old idea of almost like a supermarket for, for spirit, for thought and imagination ecosystems with this idea that magic solely exists to show you more about yourself. And so do spells that show you more about yourself. And and so I get away from that. I say I've learned way more about myself by just doing strange things. <laughs> and <laughs> and eventually that kind of gets you to where to where you need to be. Now that's that is very different. Uh, sorry, that is very personalized. Um, but I also been surrounded, I've been doing magic for 20 years. I've been around people who who have tried with doing the self-actualization and the, the conversation with the holy guardian angel and and some of them do eventually get there and they say they do 
and, and some but most people i think when they have that as the sole ambition it's just magic kind of dwindles away and then they just go back to being who they were before and it's just yay yay materialism and magic has always been bullshit um so i think that by setting the by setting the goal for magic within your life to really just be about enchanting your life and that fun thing that I that people come to my show for, that's really where it is, right? So I guess in short, in sum, um, it's always about the journey. It's always about the journey. It's never about the destination. And you'll learn way more about yourself just actually doing things than you do at actually arriving at something that you you want to have now that's not to say don't have self-actualization or learning more about yourself as in a goal or an ambition certainly do try mm-hmm. to not be a nihilist try not to be an asshole <laughs> uh, be kind be good uh, but just do fun just do shit to hopefully yeah. have weird shit happen and you will learn so much about yourself mm-hmm. well i'm already learning a lot because i i had the I, this idea that people came to magic to either to, you know, like just to do things to like manifest things that they want and uh, basically get the the girl or the boy or the magic, you know, has person. always been about getting paid and getting laid like seriously. And that's not a low ambition stuff. Magic has always been from the very beginning divination, trying to learn, see the future, um, make money and and have sex. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change. That, that, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that as long as no, you're sure. honest with yourself. As long as you're honest with yourself, right? I I, I was just not, uh, I guess, familiar with the idea of people coming to magic to 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 meet the I don't know how how you called it uh, the holy guardian angel, holy guardian like angel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. So you know, yeah. There you go. Um, it's big. And that's like a lot of. Uh, that, if you go into like if you go into new age bookstores and most of the time you'll just find stuff about runes and stones and stuff like that no shade but any of the books that are there in like your local new age store that are about magic usually there's going to be a k within magic m a g i c k and usually it will be some form of 19th century lodge magic that has as its sole ambition um for you to have knowledge and conversation of the holy guardian angel which is this figure that's going to come and show you everything. And I'm not trying to cast dispersions for people that do have this as their sole ambition for doing magic, but that's a very specific aspect of a very specific kind of magic that I think a lot of people confuse for being magic proper. Uh, It's not, Mm -hmm. it's just a part of magic. Well, it's interesting. It, it, it minds, it's, um, it reminds me of, of, uh, something Krishnamurti said, uh, which was, Something like the 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 ego cannot know itself, like the the machine cannot know itself. So, in some ways, I mean, maybe doing magic to with this idea of knowing your higher self or something like that is right from the start. It's not going to work in a way, you know. But again, not disparaging because uh, we all have. Um, to take the necessary steps uh, for our, our own evolution. And to me, like um, <laughs> being the self-knowledge guy, <laughs> I was mm. making scare quotes, by the way, uh, for people who, who just nice listen audio. Uh, <laughs> it feels more, like more productive, if I can use that word, uh, 
to have this approach of of um of magic i guess that's a, a bit more intuitive like yes learn from others uh read the books that uh are appealing to you but like yeah have fun have fun doing that and learn through the best way to 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 get to know our higher self i think is to mess around with this idea of intuition so i don't know like it's it's just something i discovered uh of you and uh of your practice or at least of what you're you're suggesting through mostly through your patreon by the way and i i highly suggest people come join my patreon it's subscribe and because yeah there's a lot of really cool $10 stuff canadian sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, behind the curtain, uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. There around. is a lot of stuff there. There is a lot of stuff there. <laughs> yeah, I just so think it, that... Oh, go ahead. I just think that our lives have been rendered so boring by by school and, and like, our parents. And that's yeah. not the reason I do magic. I, I've, I've been doing practical magic for, I say, about 20 years, but uh, I... Uh, I, I've always been a magician and, and truly leaning into and enchanting your life. There's something very special about that. I, it's, it's really quite a beautiful thing. So that's, that's yeah. my pitch for people. It's like just the, life's life's so boring already. And that, that doesn't mean that I don't think that what I'm doing is actually real. I do think I'm not just, I'm not just like cosplaying being Harry Potter. <laughs> I truly believe magic is real. I've truly seen it work in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's just basically my show and what I do is just basically being like, here's how I've done certain things. Take it for what it's worth. If you just find this interesting, you don't think it's real, that's still cool. Like, and, and, mm -hmm. and so I'm not, I'm not offering you – I'm not offering to change people's lives. I'm just showing you how my, magic has changed mine. That's literally it. Mm -hmm. And have fun along the way, right? I cut you off, Dominic. I'm sorry. I do that quite often. No, 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 no. It's – quite okay uh and actually you kind of i i wasn't going there but i had this question for the beginning of the uh, the interview and i thought oh maybe it's too boring i don't know but maybe that's i was wondering like for people who don't know you mm -hmm. what it's a basic and maybe a bit stupid question. i love the basic questions yeah. by right. all means fire away so douglas what yes. kind of magician are you? You're not a chaos magician, ceremonial. I've heard you use the, the term practical yeah. magic. I don't know. Yeah. So how would you describe yourself as a wizard? <laughs> so what I say to people, and the answer to this is always what, um, is I call myself a, I dabble in... Goetic, necromantic, negromancy with flourishes of Greco-Egyptian shenanigans. And so each part of that we, we have to break down. Um, so Goetic is just, the Goes is this, um, they were, there's a lot of speculation and there's a lot of academic trying to find a, a real way of talking about it, but uh, Goes... Goetic comes from the word goes, 
which is this idea of of speaking to uh, underworld and chthonic and and forces of of death that existed in archaic Greece. They were looked down upon by the uh, by the hoi polloi of 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 Greek society, particularly in Athens. They were kind of the way that. Um, I'm just going to say more materialist people look down on those people that do huge tent services while they where they talk to dead relatives of the people inside. That kind of spite existed in archaic Greek for this this group of people that may or may not have existed called um, uh, the Goas. Um, so goetic just basically means that I, I tend to uh, involve my magic around spirits of underworld and the dead and necromantic uh, my magic mainly for the most part as i deal with uh i deal and interact with spirits of um, mostly dead human beings people who have existed before us whether that be through things like divination or in assistance on any kind of a magical operation that i'm doing negromancy is uh this idea of adjuring and compelling spirits most most of the time they're infernal spirits so that would be spirits like Things like demons and whatnot, um, usually through a kind of magic called Solomonic magic, which is what everybody who has seen movies about magicians doing where they have there's a circle on the floor, they are holding a book, they're reading from this book, and then things appear to them. Um, the, the room is really smoky. It looks kind of sinister and evil and stuff like that and kind of like spooky. Um, that's what negromancy is. And the Greco-Egyptian flourishes is that I'm hugely influenced by um, the period of magic from about 300 BC to 300 AD that existed in and around uh, Egypt. And uh, when Egypt was uh, Hellenized by Alexander the Great, it, there was this really strange things that happened with the religions and the beliefs in that time that concocted um, and is present through this group of documents that we have. And they're not written by one source. They're written by many, many sources, but they were compiled into this document called the Greek Magical Papyri. And um, it's basically just like a, a spells, spells and rituals that are real, that were used by most likely somebody a large portion, most likely written by somebody who was a um, a priest in Egypt for six months of the year. And then the other six months of the year, he would be like a door-to-door -door magician. He would go around and do magic for you, be they trying to keep away evil forces, trying to help you send dreams to other people. Anyways, these were compiled into one book and uh, called the, um, the Greek Magical Papyri in Translation. Uh, really crazy stuff, uh, but really, really interesting. It's that Indiana Jones angle, like, whoa, this is actually real. <laughs> These scrolls are really do exist. So that also a lot, a great of, a deal of my magic comes from just being able to look at these historic magical uh, documents. So when I say I am a goetic, negromantic, necromantic negromancer who dabbles in flourishes of greco-egyptian shenanigans people just go huh and then i say i'm a chaos magician just because it makes things easier people actually know what a chaos magician is because i i take i take where i get my spells and rituals from for many different places i mean that 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 thing that i said earlier that's kind of like my my baseline for the most part but i'll take spells and rituals from from anywhere but and so when i say i'm a chaos magician people just are like oh yeah cool i know what i know what that is so because that other <laughs> thing that i just mentioned is is really unless you know what i'm and i say that to be kind of like an asshole truly like i'm, I'm gonna say like it sounds preposterous and it is and i sound preposterous <laughs> saying it 
but it, it's specific, but also very pompous and therefore funny. And and I I'm amused by it. But for for anybody else asking, I'm a chaos magician. I I try things until they work, and if they work, I keep doing them. When they stop working, I stop doing them, and I just keep trying shit. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's, it. That's my Amazing. magic. That's the, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, I didn't know uh, like. Uh, I, I I was afraid to, to to ask the question, thinking you know, like is, is there, you know, like are, are you is he gonna think uh, oh that question again, you know? Oh. But I mean, like I'm I'm yeah, I didn't know. Like apparently, you've thought about that a lot, or they have. Yeah. <laughs> Either well, okay. I got, I, people people <laughs> would ask me on on podcasts and elsewhere, like like what actually do you do? Because my podcast, for the most part. Except for the very beginning, for the most part, my podcast isn't really about me that much. The Patreon stuff is a lot about me, but my regular normal podcast, I'm, I don't, it's about the topics that I'm talking about. So I used to get questions all the time from people on other podcasts and just through direct messages or emails, like, what do you actually do, Douglas? And so that's what mm-hmm. I say, like <laughs> coetic, necromantic, negromancy with some Greco-Egyptian stuff. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I it's basically cool. the. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm interesting because you know what? Like it, it's it, I became the magician that I've always wanted to be, right? Like I, I took I took yeah. the elements that are always been more fa- most fascinating to myself, and and so that's mm-hmm. that's the magic I surround myself in, and that's my baseline and foundation for how I approach magic, and it has been for the last. The last decade truly is kind of when that has been solidified. The first 10 years of my magical journey were a little bit wishy-washy with like mostly kind of like 80s chaos magic, but a lot and then like a lot of ceremonial lodge-based magic and and mm. thelema. And then I eventually just shifted to doing the stuff that really interested me. And I said like the the magical scrolls at that speaks to me. That Indiana Indiana Jones is probably my biggest magical influence. Like that, like that, and I say that not as like trying to be like you know a hipster, but it, I I loved Indiana Jones. I loved that they were talking about very real things, but also very unreal things, and that mm-hmm. magic has been a part of humanity for a long period of time, and we have documents and artifacts that prove this and so that's why not why not use that stuff that we know people were using and, and look at it and and bring that into our lives in some way i think it's fascinating totally and also like uh even well other or even more than a magician or a wizard i feel like you're you to me you fall in the category which is kind of a non-category but anyways of a mystic, basically, some a seeker, as you said, you know. And yeah. to me, like this is this is the the crux of the thing, you know. Like, and I wonder, like, how am I gonna get the the uh, over time? Like, am I gonna get the same questions that you get? Because, um, like, what do you do exactly? Because I plan to, you know, like. Uh, speak with well so far you know like you're the third interview the first one with was with uh, miguel connor of aeon Byte radio who's a gnostic the second one was was with uh, ian duncan who's a taoist priest and here we are today so like what a, you know but the 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 common thing between the the, the you three guys 
is the 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 the, the seeking quality you know hmm. so i yeah to, it, 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 it's easy for me to speak and by the way like i for sure i'm not gonna get out through all those questions i have right now for sure because it's it's too cool and i i, I don't want to make this three hours long so all right um, no, but i think there, there is something deeply within us i truly think and i i don't think it's something that is just i think that the interest in this kind of thing is is getting quite large because mm -hmm. again all of these structures that and miguel talks about this quite a bit the, the things that we surround ourselves with are crumbling and they're not doing very well and the uh <laughs> we're realizing that the epistemology and how we got here um is is a little bit long in tooth and so i think that now yeah there th most people have more questions these days and they're seeking and they're seeking about trying to arrive at the answers via different means because they see that the toolkit that was handed to us from birth the thing that the culture that we surround ourselves with is is not doing very well at trying to show us truly who we are as individuals so when you say like the answers if you're going to get if you're going to if you're going to arrive at the same questions that i do i'm going to tell you right now you're not you're not dominic like nobody is and that's the cool thing about magic and, and again that's what i promulgate is that everybody's journey is going to be vastly different and very very cool and there's going to be moments where you're going to want to share this with other people and it's going to fall on deaf ears deaf ears because uh it's so individualized and so personalized. What you do with mm -hmm. that information and how you come back and present it to the world is a special thing. But the answers themselves aren't the important aspect, and they are very individualized. So, yeah, we, we, the born seekers, the people that that are that are out here trying to like for look for things. I've always just said like the the point of seeking is not getting the answers. It's to just keep seeking. That's that that truly is. It's like just keep trying to find things that that are interesting and and mm -hmm. and truly move you and never be content once you think you've gotten to the end of something or you've understood it completely just just move move the compass a little bit and and, and seek seek elsewhere that's all that's yeah not all who wander are lost blah 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 that kind of thing like truly these these aphorisms and and these <laughs> these expressions exist for a reason and and as as mm -hmm. as cliche as there are we we truly we truly find a wisdom in in just the trite nature of them and yeah it's it's true just i i don't think i don't think i've the second that i say that i found all the answers and i know who i am as a human being log off and stop listening to my podcast i'll just tell everybody now if i start saying like <laughs> i know how i know how to tell you how to do everything so you can be like me stop listening to my show doug has lost mm -hmm. it he's gone insane cuz that's never been the point ever yeah <laughs> yeah i guess that's the well that's kind of the the, the crux of uh for me of self-knowledge and it's kind of the um, the untold uh punch of the the book that i wrote is that you know by looking to find yourself and who you are like the the more you 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 peel uh away the <laughs> the less that's left you know so yeah if, if if same for me by the way like for the well maybe a bit more people will listen to this but um uh if i ever start saying i've found myself i know who i am 
uh yeah tune 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 out (laughs) yeah (laughs) good i you know like but i i do feel like i've i've uh and this is this is what gets me interested in magic again because in the last few years i i do feel that i've um connected with a um um a flow within life, within uh, space-time, that it's just basically a flow of nature, you know? Mm-hmm. And it it feels strange because it's uh, kind of conflicting with the idea of free will a little, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, so I don't know who I am, but I know, I've, I, I know this, f- and, but I, I know this feeling of being, you know, in the the flow of energy, you know that the same flow that want that gets these plants to grow. You know, right. So, but you don't know what that is. You never know. You just follow it, basically. Yeah. Know? So why does everything need a definition? Nah, just like, yeah. And here's the thing: it just it feels good <laughs> if you're feeling like there's there's things working for you. Just keep going with it, truly, and and and, exactly. and the less the less labels you try to put on things, the the better. Like it 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 for sure. It is a special thing, and I, and I know the feeling that you're talking about. Everybody experiences such things differently, but yeah, there's mm-hmm. just what sometimes you can't get to this state. And and for myself, I go through periods of time where this happens, and then it's like and it's like a car crash afterwards because or jarring when it, you don't feel like that. But yeah, yeah it's. There's, there's an, when there's an ease to life and an ease to understanding, that's always a, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, I just want to make Don't. clear, though, that um, I'm not in that blissful state 24-7, by the way. Just, oh, like, gosh, just, no. like, Can you imagine how exhausting that no, would no, be? No, 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 no. It's, yeah. <laughs> or boring, actually. You know, right? like, it's, it's what's fun about the whole, this whole life thing, you know? It's, it's like a... As I, I say sometimes, it's like a video game. Like if it's just someone walking around, you know, like it would be so boring. You need you need the the boss. You need the challenge. You need you know. Yeah. So that's all the game. It's all a big game. Uh, but it takes me to another question because uh, we kind of went there. Um, I've, I I love your. Uh, concerning will the place of will within magic you know mm. especially and i'm going to uh, i'm going to throw it this in there because you've uh, already mentioned um interactions with uh entities basically yeah discarnate yeah. entities so this idea of free will i've i've heard you i, I don't know if it was your analogy or uh eric wargo's mm. but the this idea of sh- no i think it was yours the idea of sharpening the edge, you know, mm. like um, so that basically, and the the uh, the analogy that I use usually uh, concerning free will is that you're basically I the idea fails be, uh, because it 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 only works in a on a timeline like from past to future, but right. bear with me. Uh, basically, we're in that little boat that's on a river and there's a current and you can't do anything about that current it's it's going there so to me free will is just steering that steering your little ego vehicle egoic vehicle on that little river and yeah for sure you're gonna have i i think 
you're going to have choices to make once in a while, like bifurcations and stuff like that. But mostly, mostly it's just not crashing. Right. <laughs> anyway, so I, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of di uh, digress, but so yeah, like this idea of the will within magic, mm -hmm. especially when it's kind of, uh, I'm going to pronounce it, uh, pronounce that badly, Col collaborative. <laughs> collaborative, yeah, yeah. Collaborative, yeah. Uh, because you're interacting with entities, and I'd like to get back to this notion of entities for, uh, further down sure. the, the river. Uh, but um, <laughs> uh, what's the place? What... What is the will? place of free will in in your 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 own practice? Uh, is that a, my, is that my, a bad question? Like, just no, not at all. Because it gets it. asked. Because <laughs> people, again, when people come to magic, a lot of times the things that will pop up that will rise up for the very beginning will be the definition of magic is given by Aleister Crowley, which is that magic is the um, is the Oh God, it's been so long since I've said it because to me it's it's <laughs> such a it's just such a a boring quote, but it's it's causing change <laughs> to cause real physical change in conformity with one's will. His whole style of magic, and for people that don't know, was called Thelema, which is I believe it just translates into Greek as will. Um, I could be wrong, but uh, it's this idea of. It, and, and and his conception of will was very 19th century, very Nietzsche and very, you know, and there are discussions to have for will. As far as, as my take on, on will and how it works with magic is that I kind of, that's one question that I don't even think is very interesting. And I'm not saying that your question isn't interesting. It's just that I don't really, I, I waffle back and forth as to whether or not there actually is free will as an actual conception of free will is like am i one who is constantly making decisions all the time because a lot of things like magic and astrology some astrology doesn't have place for things like will and or or sometimes it does some magic yep. does have place for will some times it doesn't so i always waffle back and forth because there's things that are indicators to me that are just like oh man are we really just automata going through this weird cycle until we rebirth again like the the time is actually not just a river but it's like a corkscrew going through and that there's these cycles that we can see when we stare at a certain part of the curve through space time and you can get really crazy with it it can get mm -hmm. really weird um and then there's part of me that's like no no there has to be there has to be free will um i, I the the my answer is is that i i don't really know it's it's one of the least interesting aspects of magic to me because i just kind of do things am i the one I don't really think about, am I the one who, is this what I really want? Is this my true will? It seems like one of the least interesting aspects of, of, of the process of doing magic itself. Um, but what I will say is that um, Eric Wargo released this book called Time Loops, in which he talks about how a lot of phenomena that we call paranormal can be explained through uh, causation, through time, and that we really are entities of a four-dimensional space that uh, can see parts of the future through things like dreams and, and things of this variety. 
And then, so there's part of me that's like, man, Eric Wargo is very right in this. And then there's this other aspect in another author who I've really enjoyed by the name of, of Gary Lockman, who wrote a book called Dreaming Ahead of Time, in which he takes his position from J.B. Priestley, who is a playwright and a very interesting author, who also talks about time, but with an added element of free will and that there's like, I think there's like four, and he uses a river analogy as well. There's like four different aspects of us. Um, there's one that like stands on the shore and that can like see everything that's happening. Yeah. There's one that's already in the boat that can do the steering. And then there's, then there's like this aspect of us that is like the river itself as just, we can't change certain aspects. And this, this is strange interplay between all of them, but I find it really spooky that, and this is an experiment that has stood up to replication is that when we're asked to do certain somebody did an experiment where we were asked to do certain tasks like push a button and that we had all of these electrodes hooked up to us to be able to know when we were going to make this decision and we saw that the action took place before the thought did that's a spooky mm -hmm. like that's that's something that <laughs> why isn't everybody talking about this that we are doing things before we actually have the thought to happen does that mean our instruments are fucked does that mean like like truly this is something to to absolutely sit with so yeah. the question of will for me because it's so ingrained within magic via people like alistair crowley whose whole magic was about will and to to meet this entity that will tell you your true will I don't know. It seems it that's that seems so stuck in a certain period of time for me that the question mm -hmm. is one of the least interesting aspects of magic itself. And, and truly, I, I I do think that magic is is most about enchanting your life and the world around you and and trying really weird stuff. The truth is, I don't know if we have free will. I hope we do. Part and that's that's an honest statement. Part of me really <laughs> hopes that in some way we are able to help navigate this this weird boat that we're on. But I also wouldn't be surprised if we don't, truly. I wouldn't be surprised if some aspect of this is already set up and we're just some mm -hmm. kind of weird actors on a stage that something else has set for us. But the questions that – this question used to be very pertinent to me and, and, and it no longer is. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of one of the least interesting aspects of doing this stuff. So I, uh, I've, I've made a very long answer out of this this question. But – I think for people that are interested in this kind of stuff as far as magic, read Eric Wargo's book, uh, Time Loops. It's very fascinating, and he has some interesting perspectives there. Not all of them, which I agree, agree with, mm -hmm. particularly his aspect of, of joy sense and, and avoiding catastrophe, being able to allowing us to see these time loops when they occur. Um, but also read Gary Lockman's – and the book wasn't written as a rebuttal to Eric Wargo. In fact, he, he kind of just brings up Eric Wargo over three pages and time loops. Um, but mm -hmm. the, how Gary Lockman sees the idea of time as and, and will and these kind of things through the eyes of somebody like J.B. Priestley. Very fascinating stuff. But um, yeah. I just – I hope this doesn't sound pompous, Dominic. But it's just the idea of will to me – uh, is an important one, is not an important one in my magic. Other people who mm -hmm. I do admire, people like Peter Gray, uh, who is the founder of Scarlet Imprint. He writes a lot about Thelema and Aleister Crowley and Jack Parsons and Babylon and things like this. Um, he, he definitely has things to say about about Will and, and a more nuanced conversation that can be had that stands outside of the 19th century conceptions of free will, which really truly shackle magic, I believe, contemporary magic to this day, that 
that my job with my podcast is to try and grind 19th century conceptions of magic into the dirt <laughs> because it's so that's what people are being offered as this is what magic and the occult is and i'm i'm my podcast exists to show you that it's not <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah i think a lot of a lot of the way in which we think about magic truly actually a lot of ways in which we think about the world comes from the latter half of the 19th century and we're still crawling out of a very deep hole as far as how we view things like colonialism uh spirit what is and isn't alive and epistemology exactly. and all of these things yeah 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 and, and that was well, a long answer my dude i'm sorry i'm so that sorry. was right a perfect rabbit. answer i think i mean like because yeah that's uh, to me like the the notion of why the question is irrelevant in a way or not really interesting is very important why would we why would we spend time thinking about that you know in many ways and you know and it, i mean even um th this notion that yeah there's no free will and you mentioned astrology um well personally i think okay i think to to just stay with this notion that free will is an illusion is completely like you're, you're just gonna get yourself crazy you know like you're not yeah. gonna it's it's kind of a useless idea but it, it paradoxically i think it's for me at least it's important to struggle with the, this notion and um from time to time and uh you know just to maybe you know and astrology yeah astrology um a few years ago i got my i finally got my um uh natal chart done by yeah. a, a professional astrologer and it was like uh like a, to 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 use a popular phrase these days because of ufos an ontological shock you know yeah uh like how come this person who does doesn't know me knows all those not only all the, the those details of my past but even things that i've discovered of myself that i would tell people around me like friends like oh i'm having a hard time with this thing because of this and that and, and they're like what no that makes no sense why are you thinking about that and then this stranger basically uh if i tell her that she says well that makes sense that's because of the this square thingy yeah, planet yeah. house thing yeah. you know so it's like how does what so am i am i under the impression that i've 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 chosen things of my life you know like but yeah you you know like even in the process of <laughs> Do you know that I wrote a book? Have I mentioned yeah. that before? Zinfandel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was it like it was part of this writing, you know, coming to yeah. to term with this idea of of free will. And um, maybe you're already like bursting with ideas, but I want to I want to take it somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we're already. I think we already have to start wrapping wrapping up this sucks i would talk to you for hours but okay let's just go ahead with it uh so so we're talking about free will <laughs> and will 
And, you know, like the, as I said, the last interview that I did was with a um, uh, Taoist priest. And we talked about um, entities and what their nature is. And, you know, like if you put push the question far enough, you know, like what is an entity? But what are you? Are you an entity or are you just an idea? You know, so it's like, yeah, sure, we can go there, you know. <laughs> but still, if we want to pull it back just a little, I'm curious to know what what your um what your perception of said entities are especially uh when we talk about will like mm -hmm. to me okay the way that i experience entities or you know not to get into details but my my personal experience um doesn't allow me yet, at least, to think of and of said entities as necessarily having a will or being mm. like having a personality, like com complex personality, like a ch having change changes of will. I feel them more like a again, like a current, like a color, like a. a a stream of a particular energy that always goes in that particular direction. As us, we're more a bit more complex. We can change. We can. So, according to you and your experience, do you, those entities, the the angels, the demons, the yeah. diamonds, the whatever you know, right? Are they just ideas or archetypes or? They are also, yeah, but that, but they're they can be almost anything, and that's what's wonderful about them is that I don't have a I don't have a concrete answer as to what entities are. I only know their expression through through experience. So a lot of people will have definitions as to what what spirits are. Um, there's one I think Jason Miller has got a, a pretty okay one. He says that spirits are merely and spirits and entities are just um, they are organized collections of consciousness that we're able to, to, to kind of say like this is how they um, operate things like jinn or or demons and things of that variety i i kind of back off of that definition because i still don't have a working definition as to what consciousness is and that's it's it's using <laughs> our consciousness as like a baseline for explaining yeah. consciousness um yeah. i think like what do i think is actually happening i think we live i think i truly think we live in a world where it's safer for me to say life and and go with me here it's safe for me to say that the the we live in a very haunted very alive world that for certain things and by via doing certain acts for some reason calls their influence and how one contextualizes how that works in their mind is almost irrelevant to the actual way of what one, uh, how one interacts with them. Uh, I did an episode on Paracelsus uh, or Paracelsus, who was this incredibly fascinating figure. But um, it through his work in these ideas of of things, the word gnome comes from Paracelsus. Um, mermaids uh, or sylphs and um, undines, these mythical creatures salamanders for fire um, they are spirits and entities 
But part of the reason that they want to interact with us and that they are given agency is because they have a kind of a redemption. So part of me actually thinks that what is going on is that there's there's these weird influences that exist because of the amount of life that has existed on this planet and in this universe that seeks to have to get to a different place. I'm not going to say a higher place, but a different place through the interaction of something material and concrete that they once might have been. So that's a very personal belief. And I might get into and I don't I don't want this to sound like there's a Christian redemptive element to it because there was for paracelsis, but I truly think that like I don't truly think. I think, and one of the ways that I conceptualize it is that part of the reason that necromancy works for me so well is because I'm dealing with the spirits of dead people, people who have who I know were tangible. They've got gravestones. They've got bones, right? Like they're they're ash, but their ash still exists. It's being breathed into our lungs at this very moment. You are surrounded by bodies. If you live in a city, you live in Montreal. You are in a crypt. Cities are giant graveyards. Your mm-hmm. house is built on dead bodies. Um <laughs> That my the reason necromancy works for me is that because I acknowledge that there is some aspect of this that wants to be part of and touch on this gift that I have been given, which is called life, human life and human experience that has a real tangible material element. So those entities interact with me that way. Would I say that that's the goes the same for angels? No, I think angels are very specific, completely different thing. That's really even harder for me to put my finger on than, say, spirits of, of dead people. People have been asking me a lot recently, what do I think jinn are? Are jinn the same as like the spirits that exist in grimoires? And truthfully, it's one of those things where I haven't had a, I, I haven't interacted very much with jinn. Uh, I'm not the best to, to speak on things like that. But what I have been doing a lot of experimenting with are fairies and fairy beliefs recently, particularly since I moved from the um, <laughs> the giant graveyard that is Toronto to a place with less people. But there seems something very tangible mm. about spirits of place here, very specific to what we will call um, the natural world. I don't really like using the word nature because it only exists to cultures that have separated from it. But that's where we find mm. ourselves. But those seem to be a little bit like spirits of the dead but they they need more offerings so i don't really know what's going on is what i'm trying to say i think that perhaps the perhaps the idea that my quote unquote will to try and do things and involve them might be part of the lore with which they want to cooperate and interact with me to help me with certain things but um some days I think that it. Some days I'm very cynical about it, and some days I'm like, "Is it just me making all of this up? Like, is it just me?" <laughs> and then some weird trick is happening where I'm tricking myself. But then there's other stuff that's like, "Oh, I, I do. I've done this ritual, and shit is falling over in my house, and it's just like it's not an earthquake." <laughs> like, so I, I, the truth is, again, I'm just seeking. I'm not looking for answers, and I'm just noting what's happening when it happens. But entities themselves. Um, again, might not be the best question as to like what they are. I've always been trying to look at the how of things 
And again, just Mm -hmm. doing weird stuff to see weird stuff happen in my life has always been the most, the most important aspect of, of what I do. But Mm -hmm. I will say this again, um, this is something, and there's this other podcast called the Emerald, which is, which is really fantastic. It's a really good podcast. And I recommend everybody listen to it, particularly this, uh, he did an episode on animism, but it's totally true for all of our, for the 300,000 years in which we were human beings on this earth, one tenth of 1% of this existence saw the world as being alive. And yet this moment that we're living on, this, this one tenth of 1% is the one that says that no, it's all about this dead yeah. matter that doesn't exist is the correct mm-hmm. one. That to me is a fallacy. That to me doesn't seem right. I see the yeah. world as being haunted to the nth degree. And it's something that I say on my podcast very often is that we live in a world completely trafficked in spirits and entities and influences that we do not understand. Human beings, us right now, the living, breathing, heartbeat-ridden things that are that are man, we are the ghosts. We're the temporary aspect of this planet. Because we only last so long. We truly are the ghosts here. The the other spirits, whether you call them archetypes or just the ones who have been here, the old ones, I don't know, whatever concept you want to you want to sit with, but but you don't need an answer for as to how as to what entities are to see how they can operate in your life. Um yeah. and it's one of those things, Dominique as well. If if you never get if you never get to the place in where you think you can like give an actual true agency, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it because just for myself, I found that my magic was more efficacious when I said it wasn't just psychology. It was actually that these things there are things out there that have an agency outside of what I call my will, uh, and mm-hmm. then my magic started becoming very real and very alive to me very quickly. And so I was like, okay, so I'm I'm, I'm actually think that I need to spend time here you uh utilizing this so well another long-winded question uh answer to your question but um there is i think a ontological reality to spirits um what they could be i do not know all i can see is all i can see is how i choose to interact with them and how they choose to show themselves in my life is very very real Mm mm-hmm I guess my question was like very lighthearted and just curious, you know, because my, uh, you know, like I always, like I said, like I, I always push things too far. Like, are they just an idea or are they just the, the expression of one energy, one current? Well, are you just an idea? You know, like I always get, you know, and oh, we're all one. Yeah, well, we're all one and we're one with everything. And we're like, yeah, I'm one with the mic and the, the bass and I'm one with you. And but I'm also one with the 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 gin and the diamonds. And it's all part of the same universe. And it's just we're so used to seeing it in a material way that we usually I think when people uh think of this notion of we're all one or it's just one thing in in the psyche like we've been so conditioned to think in in uh materialist terms that we think of the atoms you know and oh i'm breathing breathing the same molecules as uh 
Ugok, the the you know the caveman right you know like but it's yeah but that's a very time limited way of seeing things right. and you know right so, right anyway no no i love you i i love your long answers man and <laughs> okay good like and yeah for sure like i don't know like i'm just starting this i thought one hour episodes maybe it's okay it's but it already like for all like my three interviews like i'm like oh maybe we should do it part two because like there's so much interesting things that i i wanted to go through it and uh anyways hey listen i i'd like to finish on a um a lighter note sure or just a, well i mean it's it's a lighter note for me maybe it's not for you so i mean i just have this question so i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna define very uh as 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 good as i can i'm gonna defice crying to people okay sure so i'm not 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 what what goes on but you know like just so scrying basically is the practice of staring into or, or i mean at least generally i i guess and you you'll correct me afterwards <laughs> staring into um a reflective surface, usually in the dark, um, usually uh, obsidian, which is a, um, I don't think it's a stone, right? It's a, a it is a stone. Yeah, it's it's an igneous. Isn't it a volcanic uh, glass? I thought it was volcanic glass. Yeah, yeah, it's volcanic glass. Anyways, yeah. it's a, a black stone. So you, you can use that or a black mirror. And then to stare in this reflective uh, object, until um, images or entities or, you know, appear. Okay. So far, so good? So far, so good. Yep. All right. All right. All right. So the question, Douglas, if you're comfortable talking about this, what happened when you tried scrying using the reflective surface of your iPad? Oh, man. Yeah, it was... uh... (laughs) People like this story. So I was visiting my mother. Lived have you told in, this story um, before? I'm sorry. Uh, because you, you just, have, you mentioned yeah. it on your Patreon on this, this I've thing about I, I've, I've, I talked about it very briefly on my Greek magical papyri episode, oh, but I've okay. actually talked about it on some other people's podcasts, but I'm, I'm, I'm I'd love to answer it again. So <laughs> okay, um, cool. just, just for people, you know, like Charlie Brooker came up with this TV show by the name of black mirror. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of people really like that show. He, he, he's a very astute gentleman, um, because yeah, he's basically saying that a lot of us are doing sorcery now by staring into the black surfaces of our phones and our iPads and our televisions and everything. They are infinite depth mirrors when not pumping images into our eyeballs. You turn them off and you will be staring into what we would call a scrying mirror. Um, so that's for something for people to, to sit into, like is Black is the show Black Mirror showing us glimpses of our future. And anyhow, I'm a fan of the first two seasons of the show. I haven't seen anything since then, since uh, I think Charlie was kicked off. But um, mm. I was in Mexico. Uh, my mother used to live down there. I love visiting Mexico. Mexico is a very magical place. Like there's just places that you can go and you're like, man, this, there's a spiritual something that exists in this place. And, and central Mexico to me is one of the most like, holy crap. This is, I can taste it. Like it's, it's palpable here. 
there's lots of stores that sell really crazy candles and 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 sell apothecary supplies and and I love it. I I truly do. Um, but I had I worked out a series of timings for certain a certain ritual I was doing, and I'm not gonna I can't go into the what the actual specifics of the ritual were itself, but it required mm-hmm. uh, at a period of time I was to try and get an answer via scrying. Um, the, this entity would have been, um, at the time it would have been Hermanubis, which is this combination of, of, uh, a jackal Anubis, uh, ancient, uh, ancient Egyptian God mm-hmm. and a Hermes Greek God. That was very popular in Alexandria through that period of time that I talked about from the Greek magical papyri from earlier. Anyhow, they, I believe they had a temple in, uh, in Alexandria. Anyways, I wanted to scry but I didn't have any kind of like a scrying instrument. So I was just like, well, I'll just use my iPad. And I had a first generation iPad, like first generation iPads. They couldn't do very much. They were really, really shoddy. Um, But I was like, I'll just do what I normally do for scrying. And I'm not a great scryer. Uh, I'm just not very good at it. (laughs) <laughs> but I was going to give it a shot. So I did all the things. I had incense. My my mom and uh, she was out. I think she was doing something. So I was like, okay, the timing's good. Uh, I'll get everything. So I went to my room. My mother had my little room for me that I was staying in. Blacked out the curtains, uh, did the candles, incense going. I was able to find frankincense and myrrh very easily. Um, I was using that for scrying. And so, yeah, I would I would use my – the the. The, I looked into my iPad, which is a black infinite depth mirror to try and get something happening. Nothing really happened. Um, normally, when people start scrying, this did happen this time, though. There's like a weird – and some people can get it immediately and some people it takes a little bit of time. Uh, and a lot of times it has to do with the lighting in the room. You'll see this like gray smoke. It's really weird. And when it happens, you're like, holy crap, this is really cool. Um, and it will start to appear within the surface of the glass. And so that did happen. But I, w- I was in that room for like an hour and 10 minutes. And besides the gray smoke, nothing else really happened. So I just kind of like closed everything down. and was like, eh, shucks. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't, get, didn't get an audience with Herman Ubis or Herman, Herman Ubis didn't want to tell me anything. What happened over – because I was down there for three weeks. Um, I used to visit my mom for large periods of time because I really enjoyed where she lived in Mexico. Um, about two days afterwards, some very bizarre stuff started happening. Um, electronics started just turning on and off like not just like turn on and then just stay on and then we turn it off it would be like turn on and then it would turn off and it would turn on and then it would turn off um the television started going on and off <laughs> it's like just very bizarre stuff um my mother's my my mother's electric toothbrush it was so bizarre her electric toothbrush turned on while it was on its stand which it isn't supposed to do um <laughs> it's just a lot of weird electrical things start, like things that involved technology. I use technology to scry with like the iPad and just weird electronic stuff yeah. started happening to the point where somebody who else who was staying with us just like – because it was happening so often. It was happening every two or three hours something weird would happen and it would turn on and it would turn off. The Like the furnace would turn off for some strange reason. Uh, anyhow, I'm making a, long, a big thing of this but th- this person that – that was staying with us is like, what is going on in here? Is there like a poltergeist <laughs> or something? And I was like, and I was like, okay. So they, uh, what happened is they, um, they went, they went for, uh, for dinner and I kind of said, I didn't feel good. Um, 
I was just like, oh, my tummy must have been something I ate earlier. Um, so they mm-hmm. went out for dinner and I, I took some Palo Santo and I just, I just did like a Cyprianic exorcism of the entire place. I was just like, sorry, sorry, whatever <laughs> it was that like that decided to come through, if anything did decide to, unless I was just going crazy. But it was like, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was after scrying with the iPad and the two days after, that was like the most specific event of one kind of poltergeist activity occurring and it seemed to only occur through electronic devices um, of them just turning on and off Co- the coffee machine like a coffee <laughs> grinder like just turning oh, on without that's any- spooky i mean the sound like whoa right anyways yeah yeah that yeah, happened yeah. In the, that happened in the anyways it was just like a there's <laughs> these things weren't on timers like there's no I've tried to find rational explanations for it, but anyways, I did. I did a Cyprianic um, uh, kind of like exorcism for the entire place. Palo Santo, just everywhere. Some holy water I was able to get from a church because uh, when you go to Mexico, it's all Catholic churches. They have little basins of holy water. I just took some holy water into a, a little flask and <laughs> did a whole thing to my mom's place, and nothing happened afterwards. But yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't scried on an iPad since. Um, <laughs> I don't recommend it. Just from my experience, who knows? Yeah, Your yeah, mileage yeah. might vary, but yeah, I, I'm just gonna say like there is something to think with, though. This is definitely something to think, of. and I don't think there's a conspiracy here. But your phone, when it is off, is a black infinite depth mirror. There is some strange stuff that's happening to us now via technology and and and, and influences. I wonder what is truly going on and if it's just yeah. one thing or if it's a lot of stuff. But um, in my experience, yeah. So I I, 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 I I didn't have an obsidian mirror. The closest thing I had was a very old, shitty uh, first-generation iPad that I only used for reading books because that's all it could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I tried to use it. I set it up on like a little stand and I tried to look into it and a little bit of smoke, but then afterwards something was like not happy with me. And, uh, <laughs> Sounds very archonic, so, uh, you know, like yeah. this idea of archons manifesting through technology and stuff like, it's, I don't know. It was just, it was just very bizarre. Greco-Egyptian magic. One of the reasons that I like Greco-Egyptian ma- magic, just before we go here, um, Mm-hmm. Of all of like the I I've, I've I do Solomonic magic, which is that stuff again that I was talking about, negromancy, demons and infernal spirits. But the most bizarre phenomena I have ever got from anything, like bizarre, like bizarre, spooky, has always been through Greco-Egyptian magic and 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 doing and talking through entities that are listed in those those that magical papyri. They're very alive. Those the words there are very, very, very much alive. And I've always liked ancient Egypt and ancient Greece. And I think there's a reason that to this day I I, I find that very fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. It speaks very much to me, and it's where a lot of the spooky reaction comes comes th- through my interaction, and also just like I find it very spiritually comforting. Um, it's. It's my jam. It's all that's it's my my thing that I'll just say anybody if you're not familiar with magic and you want to do some kind of magic, don't just go to a store and don't listen to anybody else about like what they find interesting that you should do. Go mm-hmm. with the stuff that interests you. If you think runes are fucking cool, grab some runes. Start experimenting yeah. with runes, right? Mm-hmm. If you find the idea of will fascinating and how it pertains to magic through a 19th century concept, Thelema is pretty cool, right? If you find mm-hmm. demons cool, grab the Ars Goetia, give it a shot. 
you never know, right? <laughs> but don't take somebody else's word for what you should be interested in. You know mm-hmm. what you're interested in. There's this feeling that happens with magic, but just truly, and this is maybe to get people to just listen, go to my show, go to the episodes in the menu, click on things that look interesting to you initially and listen and yep. go through some of the show notes. And then if it's interesting to you, there's so many great things that I have in my show notes to my show. Have a click, ar- have a click around, have a read, pick up some books and experiment. Yep, That's it. I can attest to that. I mean, for, for many years, like it's, I, it's so funny. I never thought I'd be speaking with you one day, you know, but I've done that for so many years, it. like just so going many, back. It's happening right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just like, you know, like, uh, just going through the list of all the, the, the shows that, and you know, like there's a whole bunch of them, like on, uh, on you, uh, on YouTube, like on my, like saved for later. Like I have a whole okay. bunch of your shows there. Some that I've listened to and I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to it again. So yeah, just go for what, whatever, like uh, I can't speak for, uh, for magic, but that's the way I, 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 I would uh, not urge, but, you know, suggest people uh, act towards their own spirituality as a whole, you know, like go for the things that, are appealing to you and for me like it's like all these ideas of it's it's my 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 path is very philosophical yeah i'm more in the thinking than the doing and has been very hard for me in this anyways i'll skip on that but uh yeah like i'm a really like personally i'm i'm and i i don't know if you uh relate to that in some way but i feel like like because I don't know if we're, I'm 46. I don't know if we're cl- kind of close in. Uh... I'm turning 40 next week. Okay. So not that yep. dis- no. distance, yeah. you know, so I don't know. Like I remember for me, the like... 80s, just like you. I remember the 80s. <laughs> I, I'm old enough. I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was seven when the 80s ended. I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, just this idea of like, uh, uh of grunge and you know like punk yeah. punk rock like just you know i remember like, where i was when the... i saw smells like teen spirit for the first time i remember exactly where i was yeah it's wow yeah that's <laughs> that's life-changing i mean like yeah. to me like it's 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 uh how i approach my own spirituality like i don't wait you know for someone to tell you okay now you can do this now you are consecrated you know just go for what feels cool that's right on those on (laughs) wow that was um great words to finish with um (laughs) nailed it douglas it was so cool i'm so happy and you know like on my little list there i had like a whole bunch of things i wanted to talk about um imagination versus real reality and synchronicities and dream times dream oh space God. you know like so there's so much so i hope we can do this again one day i'd love to Absolutely. that would be really cool to. definitely so <laughs> uh on that hopeful note we're gonna end this episode and uh Amazing. you can stay with me if you want to just say goodbye uh Absolutely. I have a couple of questions uh and yeah 
that's it. I never know how to finish that. How how do you finish a podcast? I usually what I do uh, is like I I I usually ask the guests like where can people find your work and I'll say oh, well Dominic, I can't believe can, I can't believe you, I forgot where you can find my work is head to whatmagicisthis.com. There you'll find links to show notes and all the stuff. Don't feel bad man, it's all good. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. whatmagicisthis.com or if you like Come on to my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash this all one word. <laughs> Trust me. Go to the menu on my website. Find an episode. Click it. There's tons of stuff there. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter or X. I'm on Facebook. Everything's available at whatmagicisthis.com. Um, lots of show notes. It's great. Don't worry about yeah, it. Hopscotch Chronicles. It's gonna. I'll have a little page there for Hopscotch Chronicles when this episode drops too. Man, cool. it's yeah. That's that's normally how I end my episodes. But uh, I can't believe there, I, from, I forgot. Anyways, it's all but good. I'm gonna it's add to that. We, uh, people go to all those links, but also go follow uh, Douglas on Twitter slash X because I've. I think I gave you like the the best Twitter award recently, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, you said like yeah, I have the, I have the finest Twitter. <laughs> it's just it's it's Thank just you. Uh, you know it's fascinating. It's just fascinating stuff, and it takes you away from from all this drama that's going on there. Like I'm kind of new to to Twitter, and it's can be. Uh, yeah. tedious, but like I'm Everyone. like oh yeah, like he's posting cool animals that you've never seen. Yeah. That's right, like crazy I, I paintings just... and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think people, when they start social media, they think that they have to do what everybody else is doing. And my Twitter account is literally, or X, whatever it's called, is literally just me like throwing up links to shit that I think is cool or fun or interesting. Everybody goes yeah. on Twitter and wants to get into fights. I, I literally say it on my bio there. It's like, I'm going to save my opinions for my podcast. I just want to mm. share weird. I just want to share weird things with you. I'm not on Twitter as much anymore. Um, just it's... It's weird because <laughs> I used to spend a lot of time on Twitter. And then I was realizing I was spending like way too much time. So I still try to pop by for like 15 minutes a day and post a couple of things, but it's not as active as it used to used to be. Um, mm -hmm. People are asking me, am I going to shift to like Blue Sky or Mastodon? And I'm just kind of like, nah, for now, cruising altitude <laughs> is okay. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm trying to do a little bit more stuff on Instagram, but... Instagram depresses me. If, if you, if you, I know this might sound hyperbolic, but if you really truly want to learn how mentally ill the Western world is, <laughs> spend an hour on Instagram every day. You're yep. just like, because I'll, I'll see people there. I'm like, is this real? Like, is this, and this is not done satirically. This is somebody's <laughs> actually like, this is actually a thing. Um, yeah. Instagram is, is the ugly mirror held up to the Western world that just shows us how out of whack we are with each other. Um, yep. so anyways, this is, this is another little rant before we leave, but yes, I'm on Twitter. My Twitter's kind of fun. I'm not spending as much time on there these days. Um, one, I'm very busy, but for two, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, I think, and I, I don't give a fuck that Elon Musk bought it. I truly don't. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> other people will be like, ah, Doug, you have to have an opinion. I don't. Um, it's a yeah. fun little site and it's sunsetting. It's dying. It's slowly dying. And I'm okay with that. You know, so I'll, I'll enjoy it for when it is. Do I hop on something yep. else afterwards? I don't know if I will, but, um, but thank you for saying it's a fun account. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I actually it do is. think about what I put up on there. I, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a great <laughs> reflection of your your enthusiasm, your general yeah. enthusiasm, and it's uh -huh. very communicative throughout your work. So people go see uh, go see all that Doug does. It's amazing. Thank you. All right, so. Thanks again for being here. Thanks uh, no to people for listening to us. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>So you've made it to the end of this Hopscotch Chronicles podcast episode, and I hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed doing it. And I thank you so much for your attention, and I hope you, uh, you're benefiting in a way or another from this conversation. So if you'd like to follow my work, whether on this podcast or my personal work, you can go to Twitter or X and follow me at domi underscore valet d-o-m-i underscore valet same username for uh, instagram if you prefer that platform you can also go to the official website for the podcast which is hopscotchchronicles.com and if you'd like to support the podcast as well as my personal work you can do so by subscribing to my patreon the address is patreon.com slash Dominique Valley, D-O-M-I-N-I-C Valley, V-A-L-L-E-E. -E. There you'll find video and audio versions of the, uh, the episodes without any commercials, as well as special episodes on every Sunday where I take my Sunday afternoon tea with you guys. All right, thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep reaching for the light.